Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to discuss the Simpsons episode from season two, Bart versus Thanksgiving. The reason why we discuss, especially these older Simpsons episodes, is I mean, why are jokes funny? Especially jokes that are part of the plot and part of the character development is because they indicate truth. They indicate psychological truth. So let's mine all the jokes here for whatever truth we can see what we can learn learn from them and indeed we're going to learn a lot here we're going to learn about you know how to repress emotions how you create a scapegoat not an external scapegoat there is an external scapegoat in this episode but i think it represents some kind of internal scapegoat right if something goes wrong we blame a part of ourselves we break we blame our psychological issues for instance we say oh it's because of this thing that happened to me or this thing that I, I simply have. Um, and I think we're going to learn a lot about schisms. There's a schism in the family here, but I think it represents a cultural schism. But of course, no schism happens culturally or familially until it, unless it happens in the individual. So let's begin the ordinary world. I think what we're going to go through here is just a bunch of problems in the Simpsons family, a bunch of little problems, a bunch of little rubs here and there that are going to coalesce into one conflict. So we start off, Marge is humming to herself, cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I guess we're a little bit late for Thanksgiving, but you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are kind of the same. So I would still consider this Christmassy, <laughs> you know, just to, to rationalize that a bit. But Marge is cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, her eyes are closed. She seems kind of tuned out. She's humming to herself. Maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I'm reading too much into it. But look, we clearly see the turkey guts over and above Maggie's head. She's not paying attention to Maggie. And this is especially, I, I think, an, um, a sign of a problem because, I mean, look, Simpsons is created by aging hippie liberal boomers. They think meat is murder. I mean, the fact that Marge would be gutting a turkey is horrific to their sensibilities. And then later, Maggie escapes. You know, Marge doesn't realize it. She goes in the family room to see what the rest of the, yeah, the family's up to. And there seems to be some kind of fight which doesn't catch Homer's attention until it, you know, becomes violent. We later learn that the fight is about glue. Bart wants <clears throat> Lisa's glue. And Homer's solution is, well, let's just stop. Let's not fight. There's a problem there. Again, this is just a bunch of indications of the disconnection in the family that are going to lead to one greater disconnection. But Homer's response is, oh, that, that thing is wrong. That fight over that glue is wrong. Let's get rid of it. Oh, war is bad. Let's end all war. Right? It's just this very simplistic, childish thinking that wouldn't be so bad, but it effectively ends up in repression. But Lisa demonstrates the theme of the episode. Dad, this isn't about glue. It's about territoriality. And what is territory? What What is the territory in a family? It's emotional territory. It's who gets attention. And we're going to be see that that's what is going on within the Simpsons fa family, which I am going to take to represent a single individual. Lisa represents the conscience. Uh, that which strives towards goodness, you, you may even say the urge to individuation. 
and Bart is going to represent some kind of negative emotional state. Let's just say victimhood or resentment. And so Lisa demonstrates that, you know, she gives Bart the glue back. She, in effect, in the context of this episode, validates his emotions, his experience, and then she's, and then Bart doesn't want it anymore. Maggie continues on her journey by herself. Nobody's watching her. She's climbing up these stairs. There's a, a skateboard and gardening tools. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, I, I think it's funny because all the guys working on The Simpsons at this point were, were younger guys, so they probably didn't have kids yet. So to them, in order to make stairs dangerous for a one-year-old, you had to put a skateboard and gardening tools on it. No, just a baby climbing up the stairs. That's, that's bad enough. Anyway, so Maggie goes and... uh. What's going on here with Lisa is she is famished for attention, right? So she's making this centerpiece for the Thanksgiving table. She's honoring women of the past. Do you remember who they are? It's good for trivia night. George O'Keefe, Susan B. Anthony, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, who helped save the Everglades. And I just, you know, Lisa is just beaming whenever she talks about this whenever they show her with the centerpiece that she made it's always right in her face like this represents lisa right this represents values i mean this represents the best of our not not just our conscious but our our conscious like the little thing that gets us to move forward yeah let's just say it's the drive towards individuation that thing that is a part of you that you can't get rid of now you can repress and warp and turn into a psychological issue But it's self-correcting, thankfully. And that's what's going to correct the conflict in this episode. So she's beaming as she's telling Maggie about it. Just, you know, can't get enough attention, like pouring water on a dry sponge. Maggie scribbles something on it as her contribution. And Lisa is positively overjoyed by it. Bart's famished for attention, too. And he goes in the kitchen to ask Marge for help. And Marge wants to help, but she's really not engaged. We're going to see that Marge's, and yeah, this indicates the first shot that I showed of Marge where she was gutting the turkey. We we later realized that Marge is trying to justify herself through her cooking. And that's why she's really not paying attention to Bart. So it, I guess in this scene you could say, oh, Bart's really not paying attention and she's making cranberry sauce. And he's bothering Marge as he's doing it, but Marge... She's not engaged, right? Bart clearly wants some kind of attention. It's not there. Uh, Homer's watching football with Maggie. He's betting on the game. I think this may foreshadow the the season. I think three episodes, Lisa the Greek. Uh, Marge wants Homer to go to pick up his dad, Abe. Not until halftime. And here we see Marge was actually trying to justify herself because because her uh, her her sisters show up with food again for trivia night Swedish meatballs and trout almondine and Marge is really upset like you knew I was cooking and I'm here I'm reminded of this meme that I made a couple weeks ago women versus men right when a woman say I know you were cooking but I brought over this casserole just in case like this is my way of saying I can, I can nurture. I mean, this is my value. I, I am asserting my value as a woman of the world by saying, you know, I can cook this meal that everybody likes. I can nurture. Like when men say, I took care of the check when he got up to the, go to the bathroom. Hey, don't tell me I can't provide. I'm going to like, I can't show you my bank account to let you know that I'm doing well, 
But what I can do is I can fight and say for the check and say, no, I can provide. Don't tell me I can't. Let me justify myself. And that's what Marge is doing here. Homer is fake to her sisters, of course. And then in the car to pick up his dad, he's, you know, he's like in this resentful place where he's just talking negatively about them in his own head, right? Just a lot of little disconnections here and there. It must be very stressful to be part of the, the Simpsons fam, the Simpson family when it comes together and they're going to need to do something with this stress. But Homer is picked up by the hooray for everything halftime show of the game that he was watching. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but there were like these adolescent teen kind of groups who would travel around the world. I don't know if they would do halftime shows for football games. Maybe they would back in the early 90s. You know, now you get like Rihanna doing halftime shows, but I don't think it was that big of a that big of a show in the early 90s in NFL halftime shows. But you just had these like positivity like a bunch of 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds singing these positivity songs. And, and Homer's picked up by it, right? He was in a negative mood. But he's picked up by this schmaltzy, you know, super positive uh, group. You know, just indicating that it, it, it's like the, the song version of an affirmation. Or you're not feeling well yet. Just listen to a positive song to change your mood. And then you feel better. And that's mental health. That's not mental health. That's simply changing your mood. Which is fine if you need to do that, you know, in acute instances, uh, but it's really not a long, great long-term strategy, and it's definitely not mental health. Further sign of the disconnection is, thank you for not discussing the outside world sign, outside of the nursing home. Again, like, don't, like, these people are separate from society. They cannot be integrated they get faxes from their families. The old people get faxes from the families saying that they're thinking about them. And here, I mean, you know, you kind of make the hippie liberal boomer joke of, or point of, oh, you know, we, we can't just put old people off to the side. We need to integrate them into our society. But, you know, the truth is, uh, you know, especially when old people deteriorate, it just becomes very difficult to take care of them. And yeah, they can't be integrated in society and some parts can't be integrated. You know, and that's why we have things like institutions and medication. I think we're going to see that when Bart goes to Skid Row. But the Simpsons family can't be. Again, don't, yeah, it's like with the mentally ill. Don't get me started, right? That's one of my pet peeves. And I do have a presentation coming on the deinstitutionalization in America. How exactly it happened, what influenced it, what, are, what were the major court cases. So get ready for that. That'll be fun. The only thing that may indicate a problem here is later we in a later episode, I don't know how canon you think these episodes are, but la later in an episode we learned that Abe did pay for the down payment on Homer's house. And Homer said, wow, it's, it's such an honor. I want to have you come live with us. In a sense, to say thank you for doing that, but they put him in a home. That was the joke. I, I forget what episode that was. Now, we do have one possible saving grace for the family. It's Marge's mother. There's this grand entrance, and they're, I don't know what they're playing, like some kind of Prince of Tides-esque music. Like, here's this great, powerful, nurturing, um, the matriarch of the family. 
she shows up at the back door and the running joke is she's sick. She has laryngitis, you know, uh, she can't talk much. So she just wants to say something critical. And she criticizes Marge. Like you never do anything right. Right. Okay. So a lot of disconnection, a lot of criticism from Marge's mom. Now to the conflict, poor conflict within the family. It's all going to coalesce, right? It's stressful. It's stressful. And what you need to do is you need to put it on one person if we're talking to family, but really we're talking about different parts of the individual psyche of an individual psyche in the family. Uh, and you're going to scapegoat or you're going to look at these creases in communication, but you're going to scapegoat some supposedly negative part of you and say, that's the problem. So Homer's trying to get the fire going, right? He can't get the fire going. He can't get conscious. But Marge says, well, it's time for dinner. Homer says, well, forget it. Let's just go have dinner. Lisa brings down her centerpiece again. I love how it's just covering her face. And maybe they just did that because it's easier to animate because now they don't have to to animate her mouth moving. Uh, They save some money or something. I don't know, but whatever. It's good imagery regardless. Lisa's taking up space, right? She's taking up territory. She's taking up territory on the table. She's taking up emotional territory, something that Bart has been famished for all day. Marge has been tuned out trying to justify herself. Homer, he's tuned out on the couch. So he comes in. And I think it's interesting. So yeah, Lisa, right? I mean, she represents conscious values. Like these are our values. Let's go back to the to the three women. These are our values. Like we're for freedom, we're for the right to vote, we're for art, we're for the preservation of the Everglades. Like these are. I mean, nothing is more top heavy on consciousness, super ego, than super ego is not really consciousness. But nobody, you know, nothing says I'm top heavy on consciousness more than environmentalism. We're going to take care of this swamp land that would kill me if I was out here without resources for more than 34 hours. So this represents one side of the psyche. This is what I want to do. I want to wake up, right? This is what I strive for. These are my values. I want to wake up in the morning and study Ochem for two hours. But then we have other parts of our psyche as represented by Bart. The lower baser brings in the turkey and brings in the jokes, the crude jokes, which... For a 10-year-old, the joke of, speaking of heroes, here's mine, Tom Turkey, said in this way, that's actually really funny. And I, I definitely relate with Bart here, because, well, I, I, I feel like, you know, when I was around this age, like, I feel like this would happen to me. Like, I would just try to have fun, and I would end up making a mess of things, not knowing why. Like, I'm just trying to have fun. Why is everybody mad at me, even though, you know, I'm kind of being a jerk? Very relatable. So then they start fighting over territory. Homer and Marge are not providing any territory, right? They're just sitting back and worried. I mean, clearly they can step in here and say, and validate both of them, right? And say, no, you're, you're, we appreciate what both of you do. We see where both of you are coming from. We appreciate what both of you do. And, you know, later they're going to have to apologize for that. They're not doing anything. The... (laughs) The centerpiece goes into the fire. 
Homer or Abe, I forget which one, says, yeah, that got her going. That got the consciousness going. This conflict got our consciousness going. It's very much what happens when, that's why this is a great holiday episode, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. I mean, this is what happens when we come and sit around our family is all of our issues, all of these little rubs where we're losing speed, you know, where we're not hitting the apex of, of the turn in communication at the exact right time. We're not breaking at the exact right time. We're rubbing off speed. All these little issues come up when we sit at a dinner table, especially surrounded by our family. And the conflict starts, and this is what makes us conscious. Right? Where's this resentment coming from? Where's this victimhood coming from? I don't feel it when I'm isolated. Oh, maybe that's why I isolate. Again, Homer just wants to get rid of the problem. Bart, go to your room. Marge adds on top of it. I hope you're happy. You've ruined Thanksgiving. Bart did no such thing. Everybody ruined Thanksgiving. It just coalesced at this one moment. And now you're going to blame Bart. Just like, right, it's the same thing. You, you wake up to study Ochem for two hours and your victimhood comes up, your resentment comes up, and you say, oh, this is the problem. I'm going to stop it out. I'm just going to send my resentment. I'm going to send this negative emotion to some room in the psyche that is my house. Do away with it so I can focus on my, on my Ochem. Doesn't get rid of it. It quells it for a while. Doesn't get rid of it. Marge goes up and talks with Lisa. Lisa gets a talk and she says something. Yeah, she says, or excuse me, Lisa says things like this always happen in the family. And Marge says, yeah, I've noticed that too, right? Marge is uh, the parent in the family representing the, you know, the executive function in the individual psyche, at least like ego consciousness, what you can be aware of and what you can control, what you're aware of. Marge is somewhat tuned in. I mean, she's noticing, but she kind of has this blank stare like she's, you know, can't do anything about it not in control so now we get to the journey the journey to the atonement the journey to connecting with that which has the most power in your life that's what bart's going to do so marge goes to talk with bart he just gets yelled at and you know bart's making a mess and you can read this as oh bart's the bad kid he's the one who did things wrong but really, and later we're going to find out that the Simpson creators are in agreement that this is just a sign that nobody's paying attention to Bart, right? You have this issue that you're not paying attention to. You have this victimhood you're not paying attention to. It's creating a mess. And all you try to do is yell at it and punish it, and it makes it worse. It's not the same thing as attention. That's not the same thing as responsibility, right? What I always say, control is not responsibility. Chastising yourself for having a psychological issue is not responsibility. Yeah, you're beating yourself up and that may feel make you feel like a good person, like you're doing the right thing, but it's not taking responsibility. And it may not be your fault. You may just not understand the nature of your psyche and victimhood or, or whatever. So you don't know how to deal with it. So Bart escapes. Uh, Santa's little helper is being a nuisance, so they go together. And um, I, I don't know what this represents. You know, they go to the rich side of town, and Bart tries to steal 
uh, food for Mr. Burns. I guess I really just want to bring this up because, you know, one of the, the guards is reading Les Miserables. is a great reference for me. Lisa is at home writing a poem that sounds a lot like Howl, which is this poem by Allen Ginsberg. If you're an aging hippie liberal boomer, you're really into beat poetry of the 1950s. Allen Ginsberg wrote this uh, poem, Howl, about the beat thing going on and, you know, going out into the streets and listening to jazz, contemplating jazz and smoking weed and just being part of this this intelligentsia movement going on at the time. But it's an introspective poem, too. So when Lisa says, the best meals of my generation are room by my brother, which is a line from how, maybe she's saying, oh, I may have some part of this, too. I don't know. I'm probably reading too much into that. Also, we see the end of part hot tied now poster over here behind Lisa which famously came up in, in Flaming Moe's, but it's here now. Okay, there's some uh, Simpson trivia for you. So he tried the... Uh, Bart tried the uh, rich part of town. I don't know, maybe it's like just trying to get fed. You have this demon, right? right? This, this dysregulated, disconnected, supposedly negative emotion out on its own, just trying to get by in whatever way it can. I don't know. Not, not everything has psychological significance necessarily. I mean, they're aging hippie liberal boomers, right? So they're just trying to show like this class conflict going on. I, I just like the massage in quotations, massage parlor joke. But you know what uh, Bart can do is Bart can bleed. And maybe this represents how if we have this supposedly negative emotion, we just want to bleed it dry. I don't want to understand it. I want to integrate it. I just want to bleed it dry. I'm going to starve. I'm going to starve it. I'm going to bleed it. Um, and then at the dinner table, you know, they're trying to eat. Nobody's having any fun. It sucks because there's no integration, right? You have, like, you have these, these children that because you couldn't address well, you don't have their um, life presence with you. And here we be, get an indication that what Bart is doing is not necessarily wrong because Grandpa says something to the effect of, yeah, Homer was never stubborn. He always folded instantly over everything. It's almost like he had no will of his own. And Homer gives like a dopey little smile. That's right, Dad. Good, good joke. They don't even realize Bart's gone until they see him come onto the TV as Lisa's reading her Howl-inspired poem. Just to give an indication of how to not this family is, I don't know. And Bart, Bart, so Bart atones with the father. He atones by saying, yeah, I didn't apologize, and I didn't have to. Right? You are the ones who need to apologize. Right? Because I'm just the kid. I'm just the victim. I'm just this disconnected emotional issue. I don't have to apologize for anything. It's your responsibility as the parents, as the executive function, as the ego consciousness to integrate this, to figure out what's going on with me and integrate it. So I think that's a great atonement. But then we do get an apotheosis, even though the atonement's a little bit uh, uh, non-traditional. And the apotheosis is, hey, it's really nice to have a family. You know, Bart can still be integrated. That's what that means. The homeless guys who he's hanging out with, they don't have families, right? There's no hope for them. 
they're not going to be integrated into society. I mean, this is, you know, representative of parts of our psyche, but we may just need to medicate, which is this great meta point because of parts of society that we may need to medicate and take care of parts of, of our, our own psyche, parts of society. It's, it, it says the same thing on two different levels at the same time. It's maybe meta perhaps. Hmm. So, so Bart realizes, yeah, you know, it's nice to have a family. So pain, right? Pain gets us to take responsibility. And that's what takes Homer and Marge to take responsibility is seeing that their kid has escaped and, and he's in like some, you know, some skid row mission getting this, uh, this turkey dinner there. And this gets us right to admit when, when we're wrong. Because now taking responsibility is less painful than the pain that you're in. And it always gets to this point eventually. You can take responsibility before you're in this amount of pain. Or you could just wait until not taking responsibility for different parts of your psyche. Your so-called negative emotional states. You can just wait until it blows up in your face. Then you can take responsibility. Or you can just do it before. And then it doesn't have to happen that way. Your choice. Both both choices are admirable. So Homer says, yeah, well, we did kind of yell at him and send him to his room. Right? His, he needed attention and, and our, you know, solution was to give him even less attention. And we did, did, did try to force him to apologize. Oh, yeah, that's the thing that I was going to say when Mark was outside Bart's dwarf, I guess I forgot that point, but you know, a big part of this is they're trying to force, not only are they ignoring the, the, the so-called a negative motion, they're trying to force it to apologize, right? Not listen, not begin, we're just change. I have this resentment. I have this victimhood. It keeps coming up for me and, and, um, distracting me as I'm trying to, to you know, wake up early and study Ochem. But I feel like a victim and I and I wanna change it. I wanna force it to apologize to me. Right? That's yeah, yeah, parenting one oh one, right? Which I'm learning as as I'm, you know, becoming a parent now is, is you can't force kids to apologize. And and of course it makes sense when you think about it, because it's like, yeah, you like like you can't force your emotions to do anything. You you can understand their nature. And integrate them and and of course you can influence them based on their nature but you got to understand their nature first if, if you have a plant you have a monstera plant out in your patio and you want it to grow you don't yell at it to grow you you okay okay what does a monstera plant need right it's the same thing it's so much of of our our therapy industry this therapy industrial complex that I call it, I, I call it is based on yelling at the monstera. How can you define emotions? Everybody has uh, different emotions. Right. Um, anyway. And yeah, they're just, uh, yeah, Marge admits that he uh, uh, accused Bart of ruining Thanksgiving through apologizing. And then Marge makes makes an excuse right after the police leave. She says, well, look, children need discipline. I was just trying to discipline Bart. And it's like something that she read indicated. It's something that she read in a parenting magazine, but, but didn't really understand. And 
uh, yeah, so she's trying to do the right thing, but yeah, and discipline is good, but discipline without attention is abuse. Um, but also attention without disciplines about uh, abuse, right? You need both, and one doesn't ne doesn't necessarily negate the other. So then we have the return, the return of the issue, the return of Bart to the psyche, to make it whole. Bart's about to open the door, but of course he's alone. He imagines this worst case scenario of everybody blaming him, and that's typically you know what we do when we need to atone and apologize for something you know even when the other person did something wrong too or i should say especially when the other person did something wrong is we think oh well they don't deserve it or they're not going to respond well and this is all you know this is all just isolation neurotic anxiety talk and that's indicated well here they're, they're going to blame me they're going to point at me with so many fingers you know there's more right hands here than there are people in the family. I think that's a a good tell that this is just like Bart's crazy imagination saying that people are going to be so mad at him. So he says, well, I'm not going to apologize. But then he realizes, oh yeah, you know what? Being part of the family and being able to play is a lot of fun here. I stumbled upon all my toys. He continues, you know, playing by himself. Here's this fantasy of how, you know, he's going to win the Super Bowl and, he, you know, he's the boy that nobody liked, that nobody cared about, but he's winning the Super Bowl, right? He's going to show them. It's just very indicative of this fantasy that we put ourselves in when we're disconnected. Right? Rather than deal with the resentment, deal with the victimhood, we come up with these scenarios, these fantastic scenarios, so we don't have to deal with it. Like, well, I don't have to, in effect, what we say is I don't have to deal with my victimhood because eventually I'm, I'm going to win the Super Bowl. Bart, no, I will say, no, Bart heard Lisa. Bart heard Lisa crying. I don't know, there's probably some symbolism there. Lisa comes up to the roof, and of course, Lisa representing conscious. Right? This is the first time we just have Bart and Lisa together after the fight. Lisa represents consciousness, right? This drive, you could say, for individuation. She's just not, she's not going to yell at Bart. She, you know, when, what she does is she asks Bart, why? Why, why did you do it? Not, you better apologize. But why did you do it? This gets Bart's thinking, and then he realizes, oh, you know what? I hurt my sister. Maybe it wasn't a perfect situation, and I'm not totally to blame, but I did hurt my sister. And he apologizes. She accepts, and then there can finally be communion. Great episode. Indicates what, what we all need to do around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Indicates what happens in our psyche when we sit in front of our family, right? These issues come up and perhaps a conflict happens. Don't. It's not the conflict, right? The conflict is just the surface of what's going on. It's how you mismanage emotions. It's how usually you take this supposedly negative emotion and you repress it and say, that's bad. I shouldn't feel resentful for my parents. Right? I, they, they did the best they could. I know they did the best they could. And where they mis, uh, made mistakes, I understand why they would make mistakes like that. This resentment is wrong. You're just going to get more and more conflict. 
until you address the resentment and address the victimhood, address the self-righteousness exactly for what it is and speak to it based on what it is. Like Lisa does with Bart. Only then can you have communion. Thank you guys. Hope you learned something. Look, I just want to give you something. Uh, you may not like the Simpsons, but you know, there's, I just want to give you stuff to, to knock around in your brain, you know, just, just to chew on, to think about maybe as you're falling asleep or doing something less important. I just to think about these things and, and how, and how, how conflicts, you know, however they appear on the outside, how they're ultimately resolved. It's always in the same way. It's about integrating unconscious emotions. So we can help you with here. We do free consultations. Join animus.com slash schedule. Thank you guys. And a schism. And remember that a schism in a family or in a culture begins with a schism in the self.